pads, tampons, reusable pads. Reusable tampons? Are they a thing? I don't know. Have you seen those ads on Instagram for the cup? Why the hell would I want to put a cup up there? Well, maybe you do. In today's episode, Hannah will have a discussion with Anna and Eleni around all the options that are available to you as far as menstrual hygiene goes. Today on the show, we are talking about menstrual hygiene and period management. There are roughly 2 billion menstruators in the world, and there's great variability in how different individuals manage their bleeding. The ability to manage periods hygienically and effectively is essential for girls, women, trans men, and gender non-binary people who bleed to engage in work, school, sport, and life in general with dignity and comfort. In Australia, we are spoilt for choice when it comes to menstrual hygiene products. Not only do we have different products like pads, tampons, menstrual cups and period undies, but there's also a whole bunch of different brands, sizes and absorbencies. Perhaps what used to be a simple choice is no longer. There is so much to consider when deciding on a menstrual hygiene product. Is it safe? Is it effective? Can I afford it? Is it bad for the environment? It's all just a bit overwhelming at times. To discuss this topic in a bit more detail, I have two guests with me today, Anna and Lenny. Welcome, guys. Thanks for having me. Thanks so much for being here. It's always like it's kind of a weird shock when people are keen to be involved with some random (laughs) thing you're doing. So I'm pretty stoked you're both here, particularly, I mean, Anna, you've come all the way from Newcastle. So (laughs) I feel like I've got a bit of pressure. It's got to be good because you've already put in so much effort. (laughs) No pressure. Um, Eleni, we might start with you. So weird story. Eleni and I actually, so we followed each other on Instagram before we ever met. And then we started working together and it was a good few months before we actually realised that yeah. we kind of already knew each other because yeah. we both have like sexual health education pages on Instagram we and we have a lot of similar interests in that respect. So can you just tell us a bit about yourself and a bit about your Insta page if you want to? Yeah. Go so for it. my name is Eleni. I have pretty much dedicated my whole life to talking about sex. I work in a sexual health clinic. I volunteer uh, on a sexual health forum. I also write uh, monthly blogs for an adult store online and I talk about sex on the internet. So I use my Instagram to talk about sexual health and wellness. Nice. And what is your Instagram for it's anyone that's interested? At Sex Talk with Eleni. Very aptly named. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, and Anna, we've just met. 10 minutes ago, can you tell our listeners and myself just a bit about yourself? Yeah, sure. So uh, I'm 25. I live in Newcastle with my husband. We've been married for about a year and a half. I work at the Salvos part-time in admin. I'm a psychology student and do a bit of flowers on the side as well. Very nice. Yeah. Like as a florist, you Yeah, mean? Oh, for cool. weddings and cool. stuff. Oh, so yeah. good. I love flowers. Yeah, me too. <laughs> So we might get into the the period topic, menstrual hygiene. I've basically, I just thought I'd start, I've got a whole list of different menstrual hygiene products and I just want to start by, I'm going to read them out and can you guys just tell me if you've used them before or not, just like sure. out of interest. Mm-hmm. So number one, disposable pads. Yes. Mm, yep. Yep. Reusable pads? No. No. Me neither. Maternity pads? No. <laughs> no. You guys haven't had babies. No. no <laughs> me neither. <laughs> They're they're pretty much disposable disposable pads anyway. What about just like a standard tampon? Yes. Yes. Have you ever specifically used an organic tampon? No. no. What about a tampon with an applicator? No. Yes, <laughs> but I threw out the applicator. Oh, okay. So not really. <laughs> they seem to be super popular in America. Yes. Oh, they yes. are. Yeah. Like, I've got it, 
perfectly functioning I know. fingers. fingers. <laughs> I, know. I, know. I was given a, t- a tampon with an applicator as my first ever tampon and uh-huh. I couldn't use it for the life yeah. of me. It took it's me years like and it was actually the applicator that made it harder for me. Yeah. So. Yeah. It's all that's available in America, I think. Like they don't have How the non-applicator ones, which is so much plastic. Yeah, yeah. So there are reusable applicators though now. Really? Yeah. That's but I'm like, just also use gross. Yeah, yeah, I know. So my index finger is a reusable applicator. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> what about menstrual cups? Yes. Yes. Excellent. Menstrual discs. No. What is that? It's kind of like a menstrual cup, but it doesn't. You know how the cups have a stem on them? Yeah. It, they don't have a stem. They're shallow. And they're yeah. shallower. How fascinating. Yeah. No, yeah. I haven't. I'm really so, interested though. Yeah. Might do a. Um, a trial, mm. see see how they go. Uh, what about menstrual sponge? No, no. What about period panties? Yes, no. What about period proof pants? So these are like pants that you can wear that you don't need to wear underwear with because the pants themselves absorb your blood. Wow, well, no, no, no. What about like just normal underwear? Like I'm just going to bleed free today. Have you ever done that? Yeah. I've risked it like towards the end for sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's always that last day you're like, yeah, yeah. Mm, oh, it'll be right. it, I'm just is overusing it my menstrual cup. I'm just going to bleed it today. Yeah. And what about like t- using toilet paper or something like in an emergency? Emergency. Yeah, yes, for absolutely. Sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I feel like everyone's done that. <laughs> <laughs> and in terms of obviously – We've all used some type of disposable menstrual hygiene product. When you dispose of them, what do you guys normally do? Like, do you are you in the you know how there's those menstrual hygiene pl- like bags that you can oh. put stuff in, or do you wrap it in toilet paper, or toilet are you just paper. like a chuck it in the bin kind of person? I don't know if this is bad, but I just became quite accustomed to putting it down the toilet, like the tampons. I don't know how bad oh, that, no, is. that is. Oh, really? Bad. really? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I've done it plumbers so much. Hate it. <laughs> oh, yeah. But it counts from plumbers. So I've, I'm so glad I've moved on to the menstrual cup. If it, yeah, there's like a sanitary bin, put it in that, but just chuck it in kind of thing. Right. Yeah, yeah don't, I, I'm pretty sure they say, I'm like, don't flush. Really? Yeah. Don't they? I'm pretty sure. Because <laughs> yeah. they clog in the drains. I'm so yeah. sorry, yeah. plumbers everywhere. <laughs> I mean, you might be creating jobs for them. Yeah, yeah maybe. maybe. <laughs> but is, is that like a common thing? Do people do that or is that just me? Yeah, no, I think lots I, of people do it. Okay. Yeah. I'm not the only but one. But I don't think it's, yeah. I think lots of people do it, but it's, it's not general. Real we're, not, yeah. <laughs> we're not meant to be. Um, I'm a toilet wrapper always. Yeah. Toilet paper wrapper. Yeah. <laughs> paper wrapper. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's easy. But I like when I first got my period, my mum gave me those little bags that oh, right. you're meant to put yeah. whatever is like whatever you've used in them before you put them in the bin. Mm. And they had these like lavender scent and oh, no. oh, it just made me feel so unwell. Like I just associate <laughs> the smell of lavender now with that awkward I've just started getting my period yeah, in my life. Yeah, 13 years old. Like, yeah, yeah. Super <laughs> awkward. So, yeah, I'm a toilet paper person too. Um and, I mean, guys, I don't know how comfortable you feel answering this question, but do you remember your first period? Like, Yes. Yeah? Yeah, I do. Can you, do you, do yeah, you tell I, us a bit about your experience? I woke up – I knew what it was. My mum did a great job at educating me before I got my period. Um, so I knew what it was as soon as I pulled down my pants that morning and I was like, oh, my God, there's blood. Mm. What is this? Um, and she came in and she packed me this little pouch in my bag that had a spare pair of undies and a pad and, like, all the – 
all the essentials really. And I remember that day at school we were building bridges. I was in year six and we were using like toilet rolls and like bits of cardboard and things to build bridges and it was a competition to build the most stable bridge. Um, mm-hmm. And I went to the toilet about like 20 times that day because yeah. we were sitting outside on the concrete and I just remember like feeling moisture and I was like, I'm leaking. <laughs> like yeah. immediately like, every two seconds I was – so embarrassed and would run and of course there was nothing going on yeah it was like it's the lightest bleed of my life yeah <laughs> like, <laughs> such a weird sensation to get used to though, totally. like, yeah. Yeah. just like you, you constantly feel, feel like, like everyone can see yeah totally yeah, yeah. It's awful. what about yeah. you Anna? do you remember yeah I was at school I I got mine quite late in I think I was like 15 or so um and I remember being at school and yeah I, I think I went to the toilet and I was like oh my gosh what's that like it was you know not red per se but a bit like darker than that and I was like oh my gosh there it is I know about this and here it is um and then I think because I was kind of late I had um I had you know all the the tools in my school bag kind of thing so I was kind of prepared but it was just like okay here it is now I'm like my friends because I was a bit late but yeah yeah yeah, it was yeah interesting Mm -hmm. I was like I was quite – I was 12 I think mm. when I got my period and my – I had absolutely no reason not to know what was going on because my <laughs> mom was the same. She like fully prepared me, given all the books to read and blah, blah, blah. But still when it happened, I don't know if I didn't realise because it's not like, you know, a period when you're 12 is not the same as a period yeah. when you're 30. It's like that weird dark, you know, yeah. old, oldish kind of dark blood. And yeah. Yeah. I don't know if I didn't realise or if I kind of knew and was too embarrassed, but I just waited for my mom to like <laughs> – just do my washing and be like, yeah. um, <laughs> I think you've got your period, Han. Let's have a chat. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I was a pretty dumb kid, I guess. But anyway. <laughs> so what was the first thing you guys used? Like when, when you first started getting your periods, what did you use? Okay. I started with pads. My period for the first two years was like horrendously heavy. Mm-hmm. So I was having to use like super good night pads all throughout the day. Yeah. And I was setting alarms for myself throughout the night because otherwise oh, I would completely flood and wow. stay in the mattress every night. Like it was horrendous. Um, so I was using super, the he- most heavy duty good night pads I could find in the yeah. shop uh, for the first couple of years. That's yeah. what I was using. It's interesting. It's I feel like it's, it often is like the young teenage age group that yeah. you like have that really unpredictable, Horrendous. heavy bleeding in the first yeah. few years after menarche or after the first period. Mm. Yeah, it's not like you always assume it's all the, just the, the women who have just had babies yeah. or, you know, stuff blaming, like that. But yeah. yeah, periods are really tough when you first They're start getting yeah. Yeah. What about you, Anna? What did you use? Yeah, I was the same. I used like disposable pads. Um, I don't have any major recollection of how heavy or light my bleed was but I remember moving over to tampons quite quickly in my progression through my cycles probably about six to six months to a year into it moved over tampons yeah Yeah. I guess you're a bit older I wonder if that comes into it a bit too maybe I think my mum as well was quite in terms of educating me about products she was kind of like yeah use tampons they're a great way to go and I wasn't afraid of them if that makes sense yeah yeah. so I was happy to give it a go quite soon yeah yeah Mm. I think yeah because I was as I said like 12 and I used pads for like reusable pads for a really long time too reusable pads uh, sorry, sorry, disposable, disposable oh, pads. Okay. No, I wasn't that <laughs> <laughs> environmentally forward thinking as a 12-year-old, sadly. But yeah, I remember because I was quite intimidated by tampons, as I feel like probably yeah, a lot of too. 12, 13-year-olds are. Yeah. 
Oh, but I just remember like the first time I used one, I was just like, my life has changed. (laughs) I no longer have to live in fear that I'm going to just randomly bleed on my clothes. Yeah. And it was like this weight had been lifted. Like I had pretty much resigned myself to thinking I am going to just have no life for one week of every month for the rest of my life. I sat out (laughs) of swim school. I told ev- all the boys in my grade in year seven that I had a kidney infection and I couldn't oh, swim. Oh. <laughs> and I sat out Should with another girl. And we, yeah, <laughs> probably. <laughs> I sat with this other girl that I didn't really know and we became great friends in Aww. that week. We Did just, she also have a period? Yeah, <laughs> and we both had kidney infections. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I hear they're contagious. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, Anna, mm-hmm. so you've, you started with disposable pads, mm-hmm. quickly moved to tampons. Mm-hmm. What's gone on for you since then or what have you used since then so I pretty much used tampons since I was like you know 15 16 and I have only just started using the menstrual cup mm-hmm. what actually got me over is what we talked about before with the because I was in America in July this year I ran out of tampons while I was there and the only option was those horrendous amount of single-use plastic oh, no. attached to the tampons mm. and I was like throwing them away because I I don't need the applicators but that actually kind of moved me over to the menstrual cup because I was so annoyed pretty much about how much plastic is going into landfill because yeah, of yeah. tampons not just with the applicators or the plastic or the single plastic single use plastic sorry into landfill but also just tampons in general like mm. I can't even imagine how many tampons I've used so Around far in the world yeah yeah <laughs> and that kind of got me over pretty much to know I'm making the decision now like yeah yeah mm. yeah cool so for you it was mostly like an environmental kind yeah of decision yeah. that's interesting Definitely. yeah because obviously there's lots of different reasons why people choose different products and I think increasingly we're more aware of the environmental kind of side of things which is good <laughs> um but yeah that that's awesome so at the moment, would you say, do you exclusively use your menstrual cup for your whole period or would you? Yep. yep. So yep. you don't use like a tampon at the start or the end or a no. pad or anything? No, I, the way I see it, uh, the menstrual cup collects uh, fluid no matter the quantity kind of yeah. thing. So I just replace it entirely with tampons and, and it's good because you kind of get to know yourself and you... I know this might sound gross, but you see what yeah. is happening. Oh, I love it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and you see your bleed, you see which days are heavier and you get to know yourself more, which I find really? like really, yeah. Yeah. Good. It's interesting because yeah. it, again, it's not something that you're that aware of and particularly with tampons, I guess it's absorbing your blood. So you kind of like, you can it's obviously so tell. To tell. Yeah, yeah. You don't really know. Yeah, you can tell yeah. like heavy day versus light day, but. With the menstrual cup, it's so obvious. You're yeah. like, oh, it's like three quarters full today. Or yeah. It's like, yeah. So, it, yeah, it's an interesting self-learning experience. Yeah. Yes. Um, and, Eleni, what about yes. you? What did you do after the disposable pads? So, disposable pads led me – I was put on the pill to manage my heavy period so that my um, withdrawal blades were much lighter. So, I was able to use regular, just normal disposable pads and then I learned Hooray. how to use the tampon. <laughs> Finally, it took me years to learn because I was so terrified. Yeah. Um, and then I was using a tampon f- probably from about 15 or 16 to when I was 20 and I was like heavily researching the menstrual cup and I found yeah. one in a chemist one day and I just bought it on a whim for – environmental reasons also being in touch with my body I was really interested in understanding my period a bit more and the consistency the fluid amount and the color and all all that kind of stuff Mm. and yeah just the 
lack of waste was amazing to me. Mm. So I bought that. I learned how to use it. And now I have an IUD, so I can't use it anymore. Mm. Um, But I am using period undies and reusable liners when I need to. And disposable Ah. liners sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. (laughs) (laughs) So, like, I've got a a bunch of questions that I'll ask later that people from Instagram have sent in just about the different products, if you guys have used any of them. Mm -hmm. But can you just, I guess, each of you just tell us about your first experience using a menstrual cup. How did that go for you? (laughs) It took me a bit. (laughs) Um, It like I was it was it took yeah it took me a little bit getting it in was fine but trusting it was like getting over that kind of <laughs> mm-hmm. courage that took a little bit and then finding the tricks so there was a, there were a couple of tricks that I found with when to put it in and and how quickly you need to empty it and put it back in so you, to stop the leaking from happening and the coating of the vaginal walls it's a whole thing I could talk about it later <laughs> <laughs> so many tips and tricks so it just took me a bit to kind of get the hang of it but the first I say week was like life changing. Mm. I like walked up to my boyfriend. I was like, I have the menstrual cup in and it's changed everything. <laughs> I feel amazing. Um, yeah. So it was good. It was liberating, but also terrifying at the same time. Yeah. And did you have any of those awkward days where you're like, oh, I can actually feel this cup inside no, me? No, I didn't. I but anything? I like watched so many tutorials yeah. that I was like yeah. across all the folds and yeah. all the openings. <laughs> and nice. Right. It's very well researched. I was well researched. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Anna? Did you have yeah, any? Yeah, mine was pretty similar, actually. I guess that the same experience with my tampons, like I wasn't necessarily afraid of it and more so like just have a go. Yeah. I kind of worked out how many times to fold it and then you know put it in it was probably just interesting seeing the different depths of cup versus tampon that was probably something to get used to the biggest part to get used to that just where in you it sits kind of thing so other than that I think some of my hurdles of not using it was into like the leaking and then changing it but once I talked to friends about those and how how they overcome them because I have quite a few friends who you does do use them um after that I kind of they equipped me to be like no just have panty panty liners and watch your cycle get to know yourself and then you start to get to know on how many times like you were saying Eleni to change it over the first couple of days and you get to know yourself and I kind of saw the first one as like a pilot study of (laughs) myself and how to use it and stuff yeah trial and error yeah I guess the only thing that is um interesting is the the suction holes in the cup and if because obviously you need to fold it but it needs to unfold inside and if it doesn't unfold quite nice you can kind of you start walking around and you're like oh you feel it kind of feel it you're like oh there it is (laughs) but after that it's just you don't even know and like you said it literally was life-changing like it was so cool yeah Mm. and were you guys like when you first started using them did you have to do the thing where you kind of check with your finger that the suction is in the right place Yeah. yeah and do you still do that or now are you just like oh no that's in the right place no I still do it just to make sure you like stick your finger up and take it around making sure the edges are all like open and you like spin the base as well making sure it's all good to go but yeah yeah I just risked it it. (laughs) you live on the edge (laughs) I could like I was saying before you kind of just feel itself like unfolding and that's where the suction kind of comes into Mm -hmm. play but that always happens and obviously I know if it has unfolded like I just give it a touch and stuff but I don't do the whole twisting and stuff but mm, yeah. yeah it kind of does unfold and just starts to sit nicely so yeah yeah, yeah. it's interesting I think the so 
because of the nerve supply of the vagina, like the, the top two thirds actually have a different nerve supply than the bottom third of the vagina, mm. which is why if things are really low down in the vagina, we're really aware of them because we're yeah, like really right. pain and heat sensitive around that area. Mm. But higher up, it's like an autonomic nerve supply. So we don't, if, if something's inserted correctly, we, we shouldn't get pain signals, yeah. or, mm. yeah, signals yeah. or anything like that, which is, yeah, it's interesting. So mm. you, you really shouldn't feel a menstrual yeah. cup if it's yeah, inserted yeah. If correctly. It's in, right, yeah. Yeah. And at the moment, would you go, oh, you've got an IUD now, yeah. Lenny, so are your periods heavy or light? They are non-existent. <laughs> <laughs> and sorry, just to clarify, did the, the doctor that put your IUD in, mm-hmm. did they specifically say never use a menstrual cup? Yeah, he did. But I've had differing responses from different doctors and nurses, yeah. which has been really frustrating. But the person who put it in, I asked him and he said, absolutely not under any circumstances yeah. should you use a menstrual cup. Yeah. It's like, okay. And I was really unprepared for that as well. I yeah. felt like I'm broken up with my best friend. Like, yeah. Oh, <laughs> it's interesting because I think a lot of it is there's not actually really good studies that look at IUD expulsion in yep. the setting of menstrual cup use. Yeah. So it's it's not like we have 100%, you know, good evidence yeah. that you shouldn't use them, but there's a – like we don't know. Yeah, exactly. And I guess from a practical point of view, you can certainly see why Definitely. It, it could be pulled out. Yeah. Um, I have – like some doctors – do cut the strings shorter than they otherwise would because yeah. obviously if it can't go inside the cup or get caught around the outside, mm. that maybe reduces the risk. But yeah. again, that's just kind of practical thinking. It's not evidence-based. So, mm. yeah, it's a bit of, again, choose your own adventure. Exactly. Yeah. Run, run the risk if you want to, <laughs> but if you value your IUD, maybe don't. Yeah. I, don't yeah. I run on the side of caution. Yeah, so. yeah. Enough. And there's other options anyway, yeah. other sustainable options. Absolutely. So. And Anna, are you, would you describe your periods now as kind of heavy or light or just moderate? I'd say like medium to light, okay. kind of like average. Yeah. yeah. So I, yeah, I get asked a lot, actually, people with light periods, interestingly, seem to be the ones that are on the side of not wanting to use menstrual cups because they feel like they won't have enough bleeding to fill it up. Oh, okay. But yeah, oh. yeah, I think we should reassure people oh, that yes. Yes. any, Definitely. any, any level of bleeding, of bleeding is any okay. Any quantity, yeah. for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And I used to put it in the day before, even when there was no bleeding. Yeah. Just so yeah. Like, you can wear it anytime, I would I not stain anything. It was yeah. like there as a precaution. If it started at any point, it was ready to <laughs> go. going to keep my white pants <laughs> white. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So I just wanted to touch, I guess, a bit on like period management in a more global sense as well. Obviously in Australia, we're super lucky because we have all these options available to us. Uh, And most of us use multiple different types throughout our lifetime or even in a single cycle. But as I said before, there's 2 billion people that menstruate in the world and about 1.7 billion of those live in low and middle income countries. And there's research that shows that like about 50% of them don't have adequate access to menstrual hygiene products or adequate facilities to kind of deal with their period. So whether that's toilets, plumbing, clean water, that kind of stuff. Uh, And it's true also, I guess, if we just think about people even in Australia who, you know, are impoverished or live rough or experience, you know, yeah, poverty, it's it's tricky because these menstrual products can be super, super expensive. And for a long time to they were considered like non-essential yeah, <laughs> from yeah. like a government point of view. And they were, you know, subject to GST, which I think mm-hmm. is just insane. Crazy. Just, yeah. yeah. When things like lube totally was GST free and Viagra was GST free and all yeah. these other products that are maybe geared a bit towards men's sexual health or the Viagra specifically. Mm. But I don't know. I just feel like 
it's it's not a luxury no, and no. Yeah. <laughs> it just happens yeah, yeah. And um, it's frustrating because they're also, you know, in these low and middle income countries, they actually have really good evidence that this is one of the big reasons these women and girls can't actually engage in education and in the workforce because, you know, as we all know, you can have, you know, heavy, irregular, difficult to manage periods and, you know, nobody wants to be in the workplace and experiencing that. So I just, I guess I just wanted to comment on that, that sure in Australia it doesn't seem like it's a big issue but I think globally we need to think about this as like you know it's an urgent problem and I I don't think this normal kind of physiological process that affects half the population at some point in their lives should be a barrier to education and income and it makes uh when people try and manage their periods with the things that they have around them so dirty materials newspapers things like that it causes health issues and infections as well which is even worse so it's yeah yeah it's a big problem and it's tricky too because I think there's there's a lot of health promotion that goes into this area because you know people do want to provide solutions for these women to help them manage their periods but I guess also what comes into it is cultural practices and taboos around certain things and um, certainly some people and I might be a bit biased but I'm going to call it a patriarchal (laughs) thing but um, because of how virginity is viewed in a lot of these cultures and stuff, there's a real taboo around using any menstrual hygiene products that require insertion yep. into the vagina. Mm, yep. So obviously that's really limiting because you would think something like a menstrual cup, if people are educated about how to use it, that's a really It'll good, the world, sustainable, yeah. Yeah. yeah, and, you know, it's not going to be an ongoing cost. You know, you can buy one, yep. it will last you for a few years and that, that should be that, but because of these long-standing cultural views (laughs) and that's obviously a very generalized statement but Mm. I think I think we need to be pragmatic as well like women need to feel free to manage their period in a way that's safe hygienic and comfortable yeah and Mm. yeah I I don't have the solution unfortunately but again I think being aware of it is good I also I was just curious about obviously just touching on the subject of menstrual hygiene products being quite expensive I, I looked up like on Woolies Online or Coles Online or something. I was just like, if I was, you know, struggling for cash, what is the cheapest thing that I could buy? And do you guys, what do you reckon it was? How's it a like guess? Four bucks or something for a box of tampons, maybe? Yeah. Oh, maybe you could just, you can get really cheap tampons if they're on, mm. are, you, are we talking on special? Oh. Or? <laughs> <laughs> we didn't go that far oh, into right. it. I don't, I don't think these are sale prices. But yeah. Okay. Maybe like, yeah, three or four dollars yeah. for a box of tampons. Yeah. The cheapest product overall, product overall that I found were like home brand pads. Mm-hmm. Do you know you can get 20 for a dollar fifty? Wow. wow. So it averages, like works out as just under eight cents a pop. But obviously, you know, they're not the nice Deluxe. brands and no. I don't know what they do in, like in terms of size and absorbency and yeah. you know how some pads are really crappy and they don't actually stick, don't stick. Mm, yeah. to your underwear yeah. and it's like oh this is making my problem worse not better <laughs> yeah. so I don't yeah this is not a comment on how good products are or anything like that so one other just general societal issue around period management I wanted to touch on was like inclusivity so yeah. and I think this is really important because you know tampons pads they're always marketed as feminine hygiene products and for the vast majority of 
people who have periods, that's fine. But there are obviously, you know, transgender people and, you know, gender non-binary people who need to access management for their bleeding as well. Are you guys aware of any kind of specific products that target these populations or not really? The only thing I've seen is there's a period undie company called Thinks. They run out of the US and they made an ad recently all about if everybody had a period and it was a beautiful commercial and it was really wholesome and like inclusive and just showed lots of different scenarios of all different people that were bleeding. Um, so they were, they were marketing their period undies towards people of all genders, um, anyone who bleeds. But that's the only thing I've seen. Mm. Yeah, I haven't really seen much yeah. at all, to mm. be honest. Because no. it's kind of like over, overwhelmingly pink when yes. you go to the, yeah, that yeah, aisle true. of the supermarket. <laughs> it's like, whoa. Even yeah. for a woman, like, a, you know, I'm feminine identifying and I'm just like, whoa, it's a bit much. But anyway, that's just an interesting side note. I have heard of one, and I'm not sure if this was like a, a startup or like just a concept, but there was one called Artillery Box that was specifically targeting trans men. Cool. Um, but again, I, d- I don't know if that's a commercially available product or not, but mm-hmm. yeah, maybe yeah, watch this space. Yeah. yeah. The sure. well, there's a gap in the market. Yeah, yeah definitely. <laughs> All right, so we might move on now just to some questions that some of my lovely Instagram followers have sent in just about different menstrual hygiene products. And these will be great for you guys because a lot of them are about menstrual cups and you guys are the experts. So (laughs) a few of them are going to be really quick yes, no answers. So first of all, can you sleep with a menstrual cup in? Yes. Yes. Do you sleep comfortably with a menstrual cup in? Yes. Cool. Can you swim with a menstrual cup in? Yes. Yes. Yeah, in general... So you can do pretty much anything you can do with a tampon in yeah. with a menstrual cup. That's just a as great a general. Advice, you could do anything with yeah. a menstrual cup. <laughs> you, you can do it. Yeah. <laughs> but you can't really have penetrative sex, which no. is the no. next question. <laughs> no, but the menstrual disc, yeah. you can have penetrative Stop sex. Stop it, really? Yeah, because wow. it's like shallow and sits higher. Wow. So. Yeah. There's also it lots goes. of definitions of sex and you can exactly. have non-penetrative sex all you like. Exactly. <laughs> and you could also, if you are bleeding, just bleed and have sex I yeah, guess that's yeah. well like you don't have option. to yeah you know the blood's not going to kill anyone no. so chuck a towel down you'll be right yeah. yeah are they good for women with light periods yes we've answered yeah. that yes. already okay interesting one how do you guys deal with menstrual cups in public toilets this is such a good question because this is like one of my hurdles if you will for using it and my biggest tip I guess is I try and use a disabled toilet or a toilet with a sink in it and I know that I don't know obviously you're not going to push in front of someone who Mm -hmm. needs that disabled toilet or whatever but it just helps because it has its sink you can do your own thing it's got like the full room and everything yeah you can walk around with your pants off yeah it's great (laughs) do you do that a lot (laughs) (laughs) yes I do (laughs) um they recommend obviously having clean hands before and after and that just helps having that sink there just to wash and all that clean it the cup as much as you need if I run into trouble, I kind of just tip and reinsert. Obviously, it's not recommended and you just wash it as soon as you can. But, yeah, yeah. that's kind of my yeah. take on that. Yeah. I structure when I empty my menstrual cup with my day. So, I'll, like, wake up and shower in the morning and do it then and then I'll do it before bed. So, But if I am in a pinch and I need to change it in public, disabled toilets are the way to go if it's kind of feasible if there's only one disabled and parents bathroom in a shopping center I'm probably not going to use it but yeah 
just empty and reinsert. You can use toilet paper to blot. I carry water bottle with me if you can like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's a good idea. <laughs> the main thing is if you empty in a toilet, flush immediately because the blood stains the yes. bowl. Like very quickly. Yes. <laughs> did you learn that the hard way yes, in your I own did. bathroom? <laughs> yes, I did. Um, it was horrible. Anyway, um, so flushing immediately, very useful. But yeah. Just, and then washing as soon mm, as you yeah. can. And there's some products that are targeted specifically for this, for like washing your cup in public. Do you guys use those wipes I ever? Have, I have used the wipes before. The website I got my cup off, like pelvi.com, mm. actually has like a product that they you can buy and mm. it's for like cleaning it out and everything. Yeah. So yeah. that's another option, but the I wipes, don't use them. Yeah, they scare me a bit because they've got like cleaning products in there and I'm sure they're safe, but it just freaks me out that I'm using like a sanitizing yeah. wipe on a cup and then inserting it into me. Yeah. yeah. That's my concern too. I'm so, <laughs> yeah. I'm so against anything that, yeah. yeah. Water. Water yeah. is good. Water. <laughs> Water, if anything. Yeah. Yeah. So that's interesting. Cause I feel like, yeah, people do all different sorts of stuff yeah. with how they manage it. Just to add to that, I guess the main thing that we're concerned about when we're changing menstrual cups and tampons is just trying to reduce the risk of toxic shock syndrome mm-hmm. and so yeah that's why the clean hands comes into it yeah. and you know just reducing any contamination with bugs so you're not going to take your cup out and sit it on the floor of the public oh, no. toilet yeah yeah you like <laughs> layer toilet like paper if you need to put it down anywhere it's like yeah. yeah yeah so just be careful be as clean as you can and yeah as Anna mm. said just when you, when you can rinse it do mm. uh, and of course you always need to sterilize it mm-hmm after every period yeah that's yeah. the most important thing and so how long can your menstrual cup stay in that's the next question I think it depends on the brand but I've seen I think between eight and 12 hours yeah. like as a range probably. yeah same yeah mm-hmm. again this is different between different companies but how did you guys work out what size menstrual cup to buy so on the website I used um pelvi.com it had four different sizes, including a teen cup, and they kind of had a descriptor of how to determine your size. And then I got that one. It worked out fine for me straight away. So Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. When I bought mine, um, there weren't as many sizes as, as there are today. So the brand I bought was Diva Cup. I think they have four sizes now, but at the time they only had two. They had Model 1 and Model 2, and Model 1 was just advertised as like someone who hasn't carried a child and they're under, I, th- I can't remember the age, mm. um, but it fit my description. So I just bought Model 1. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I guess because actually lots of people sent in similar questions around this size question. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I guess it's at the confusing. end of the day, yeah. Try and use the guides as best as you can. At the end of the day, you might need to try two sizes. I know some websites, they you can actually buy pairs, like that Hello Cup website. Hello great, yeah. You can buy two sizes in one. And if you have a period that's heavy in the first couple of days and then lighter, you know, maybe you can play with the two, like yeah. use both yeah. of them. Yeah. But, yeah, there's this, weird, <laughs> there's this weird rule on a lot of them that are like if you're under 30, use this size. If I you're know. over 30, it's like – the second you turn 30, <laughs> suddenly your vagina is huge. Yeah, your, your pelvic floor just loses the yeah. plot. And it's like, no, <laughs> that's not true. Yeah. And then it's like, if you're sporty, use really? the smaller yeah. size if you're yeah. not sporty. And it's like, oh, I don't know. Yeah, it's all just you that actually. Does the vagina or the pelvic floor change in size significantly as you age if you've not carried a baby? Like, it's, I, it's no, I think it's more to do, I think probably the you know, as someone who does a lot of Pilates, probably you're going to have a very good pelvic floor. <laughs> and why would that, why would that change suddenly when you turn 30? Know, it's yeah. not going yeah. to is the short answer. Yeah. And I think a common mistake people do make actually is that they, 
you know, if they experience spillage or if it's not working for them, it's actually often because it's the cup's too big, not too small. Yeah, right. Because yeah, it doesn't seal properly. Wow. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't have a, a black and white answer for people when it comes to it, but I would just say use the guides as best as you can. Mm. I'd if say you do, give it a go yeah. as well. Yeah. If you do Pilates yeah. five days a week and you're under 30, <laughs> maybe just get <laughs> yeah, the smaller small. size. I don't know. <laughs> if you've had a vaginal birth of a five kilo baby, maybe get the bigger size. Mm. That's my that's my size guy. <laughs> oh, he's laughing at me. Oh, okay. How many times can you reuse the menstrual cup for its lifetime? Yeah, I, yeah. Uh, I think it's up to five years. Yeah, five or six years. Or if they years. get compromised in any particular way, like yeah. you burn them while sterilizing, or something else happens to it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, just I guess on that, it's best to keep it in a dry, dark clean place yes. so like in yes. its box or something yeah. when you're not yeah. using it don't leave it in the sun as like a coffee table decoration <laughs> <laughs> decorate an ornament yeah. some people freak out too if they get staining of their menstrual cup yeah that's yeah. interesting yeah it's it doesn't normal. like you don't have to i guess if it's sterilized it's fine yeah no yeah. It's, you don't have to chuck it out if there's some no. staining blood I mean, stains things at the end of the day if you've got a bright yellow menstrual cup and dark red vaginal bleeding it's probably gonna happen at <laughs> yeah. point. i don't know i'm <laughs> not a scientist but whatever yeah. the website that i use actually says you can use bicarb soda to help sterilize and change the color yeah, i've seen some hacks about like using yeah. that and using vinegar and things but then other brands say like don't, don't use do any it. acidic yeah. things it's very yeah. confusing yes one tip is to, if you are rinsing it, just make sure it's cold water, not yeah. hot water, because that tends to, for whatever reason, make mm. make it stain more yeah. quickly. It's like your clothes. My yeah. mum told me that. Ah. Ah. <laughs> your mum is... She was a weird What a mum. Yeah. <laughs> what a mum. <laughs> and just going back to, as I mentioned before, we obviously meant to sterilise it after each period. How do you guys do that? Do you use the the dissolving thing or do you boil it in water or what do you boil do? it yeah i pop it in a pot that i do use for my food <laughs> I, <laughs> yep. same. people are like oh that's just you're like no it's really not like yeah <laughs> um yeah i just pop it in a pot and boil it for 10 minutes 10 minutes interesting yeah, yeah. my one was very strict about three minutes oh. no longer so wow. okay. yeah again probably I stirring i never let it touch the sides right yeah because yeah. i'm scared about burning yeah yeah, yeah. Again, probably different between products. What do you do, Anna? Yeah, just I actually just did hot water, but I might have to up my sterilization after yeah. this. <laughs> <laughs> Learning of your ways. Uh, so, have you guys ever had one overfill or leak? Yes. Um, I had it overfill. My period got really heavy in the last year, so it was starting to overfill during the day. And... I say leaking, like what was happening at the beginning was that I would empty the cup and leave it out of my body for five minutes while I showered and popped it back in after my shower. And in that time, it was enough time for blood to coat the vaginal walls. And obviously that blood doesn't mm. go in the cup. It has to come out. So <laughs> it seemed as if I was leaking, but yeah, okay. it was just I needed to change it more quickly. Yeah. Got in you. the time limit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you change and it in the shower now? Do you ever do that? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That's that's like my main washing time. So I have like the Diva Cup soap and that's like when I like properly wash it in that 24 hours is in the yeah. shower and then I just pop it back in. And that's as well why I put it in before my period starts because so, so it doesn't yeah. let the blood coat the walls of the vagina. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. I reckon that's the best hack though for using the cup in the shower, just changing yeah. it in the shower. It's yeah. like probably my favourite hack totally. about it. Yeah. Because yeah. then you can just whack it straight back in, yeah. keep showering. Yeah. 
good to go. Oh, for good the day. to go. <laughs> yeah. You don't mind it looking like you've been stabbed, like yeah. on the floor. So it does look <laughs> a little bit intimidating sometimes, but you know. <laughs> I often think that, like, if yeah. anyone walked in here right now, they'd be like, this person is I dying. I think about in like those murder mystery movies when they put out the chemical that you know brings up all the blood that's been on oh, you know oh, the yeah. floor like my whole bathroom <laughs> this is a crime scene, <laughs> crime scene. <laughs> uh, okay can you go can you pee or poo when the cup is in yes yes it's a bit scary do you guys do both <laughs> real talk now <laughs> feel free not yeah. to answer if you don't want to no yeah um yeah all good it is a bit nerve-wracking to poo <laughs> with a menstrual cup in, have to say. But you just got to trust that your pelvic floor works the yeah. way it does. Yeah. Because <laughs> you, you do have that moment where you're like, is this going to fall out? Yeah. So I guess anatomically, your urethra, your vagina and your bowel, like back passage, they're three different holes. <laughs> so there's no reason why you shouldn't be able to do both of these things. So pass urine and pass a bowel motion some people do find that it's a bit more difficult to do those well particularly open your bowels when you have a menstrual cup in and if you have a look at a sagittal plane of the female reproductive system that will make sense to you why for some people it might be a little bit less possible and I guess the other thing is that for people who have a less good pelvic floor there is the potential that if you're straining to open your bowels the pressure that you create, I mean, maybe could cause you to expel the cup. But again, it has that suction mechanism. So really it shouldn't happen and you should be able to do whatever you need to do. (laughs) (laughs) Oh gosh, we've talked about everything, haven't we? (laughs) I didn't think we'd talk about poo this this soon into my podcast series. There you go. (laughs) Don't write it. Now, so neither of you guys have used reusable pads, have you? No, I have Mm -hmm. used reusable liners, though. Liners. Okay, that's close enough. I'm going to take you up on that offer. a mini version. (laughs) Uh, So, okay, this is maybe not that. The first person's just asked, are they okay if you have heavy periods? I can't. I've never used that. So liners, obviously not. But reusable pads, from all accounts, I don't use them myself. But, yes, you can use them as you would a normal pad. Um, Just be guided by your flow and you can use the change. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. With the liners, do you Mm. use, like, the same liner for the day or do you change them during the day? What do Uh, you do I. It depends on, I guess, how much I was bleeding and if I, like, got sweaty throughout the day or whatever it is. Um, But... Yeah, like I, I've been using them as one, a backup for my menstrual cup when I needed to and two, just with spotting from my IUD. Yep. Um, and because there was so little, I could use it for the whole day and then maybe change it out at night. I would probably change it before yeah. I slept, yeah. Okay. And if, say, you were going to change it in the day in yep. those rare situations, what do you do with the reusable pad that you've just yeah. taken off? So they <laughs> fold up in a way that keeps it all contained. So the way that they like – They've got like poppers on the sides so they can strap around the underwear and then you can fold it in a way and pop the poppers the other way. So like flip it over. I can't really explain it verbally. (laughs) Um, And it contains all the blood inside. And then if you're carrying like a plastic seal bag with you um, or like a waterproof bag or something, you can pop it in there with your little emergency period kit that (laughs) most people carry around with them. (laughs) But yeah. Yeah. Okay. And does it ever like get a wit smell or anything like that? I've got a really bad sense of smell. So okay, right? so it doesn't bother you. It doesn't bother me. But <laughs> I love that. Um, <laughs> but I would say no. I don't yeah. know. I've never had anyone complain about it. My partner's never complained. Yeah, so okay. I think it's fine. Nice. <laughs> and how do you wash your liners? 
Uh, in the wash. I rinse it with cold water and then chuck it in my washing basket and it just in the wash yeah, with everything With all else. your other clothes. Yeah. So it doesn't – like you don't get blood on your other clothes no. staining or anything no, like no, that. No. That's good. One person just wrote in, doesn't this feel like a step backwards with like 400 question marks? <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, I guess – again, I don't use them. Well, I haven't used them as of yet, but – yeah, I can see why people feel that way. Kind of. of. Yeah, but I also think that maybe taking a step backwards isn't necessarily a bad thing. Yeah, true. Because, like, the most recent step backwards is disposable. So, taking an extra step back is, like, they were just using materials that were available to them that weren't disposable. So, that's better for our environment yeah. in this day and age when we're more aware. Yeah. Um, but they're also more streamlined. Like, reusable pads 100 years ago were way more bulky and there yeah. was lots more going on. But Literally, like, like, they used rags, right? Yeah, totally. But they didn't have like, nice little buttons to yeah. put around and, your and very conventional like, underwear. And very cute floral prints <laughs> yeah. or, like, whatever you want. Yeah. yeah. can come in all colours. It's yeah. great. <laughs> uh, and in terms of period undies, so, Anna, you don't use these either, no, do you? No. no. So, Eleni. Yes. <laughs> This is on you. So someone's just written in, don't they feel gross through the day when you can't change your underwear? I, again, have never really used them for a proper period before, so I can't speak on from that experience. But not really. If you have had a, a sweaty day, like if it's a hot day, it is slightly thicker material than your usual undies, so it can feel a bit gross. But again, I just change them before I go to bed yep. um, or if I just feel like it's necessary. But... Yeah, I've never bled heavily into them, so I don't I don't know. Don't know. Yeah, fair <laughs> enough. I think a lot of people use them for sleeping. Is yeah, that right? Yeah, for sleeping and yeah. as a backup, I think, for the cup. Yeah. yeah. So I guess, too, you wouldn't really, in terms of blood leaking or anything like that, yeah, you couldn't really, really happen. Yeah, yeah, if you've had just spotting and stuff. If you leave them on too long, don't your clothes get bloody? I guess, like, I can understand why people would be worried about that because if you're just bleeding into your underwear – what's stopping it from yeah. getting unclosed. But I think mm. it's the whole fact that the underwear themselves are absorbent. Right? Yeah, they've been designed specifically. They've got really cool fabrics on the inside. So, yeah. yeah. And do you trust them enough to exercise in them? Yeah, I would. Yeah. <laughs> nice. They've like, you can feel where the absorbency is and it's like a very big area. Um, and they just like, they, I, I would say they like <laughs> stick onto you more than regular undies do. Like they really like just hang onto your body. Yeah. And they don't move. That's good. I need that in my life. Yeah. It's like a hug. <laughs> <laughs> Just a few final random comments that I forgot to mention earlier. Mm-hmm. Do you know that it can take a normal disposable pad between 500 to 800 years to properly like break down, biodegrade? Yeah. And so how long have really? disposable pads been invented for? Yeah. So they're all still And cheap. how many, <laughs> just me, in my 28 years of living how many have I used that are each gonna last that long like that makes me so depressed I know doesn't it seriously yeah and actually to make things worse those studies of how quickly they break down have actually been done obviously in lab settings and they think the breakdown is actually slower in landfill because there's less oxygen so they think it's probably actually longer tampons happily biodegrade a lot faster oh, so they think around six months really? Because, really yeah because they're mostly made up of cotton oh. especially like if you're buying the organic ones they should yeah you know i don't know about the what the rules are around marketing these products but one would assume the organic products should yeah. biodegrade faster uh, but i guess as we have mentioned already the applicators are often plastic they come wrapped in plastic the boxes they come in Mm. you know there's so much packaging that goes along with it as well so the tampon itself might be a bit 
you know, reasonably benign, but I guess Mm. it's everything else you've got to think about as well. And one last question about menstrual cups. What, when you're putting a cup in or taking it out, do you, are you, do you squat? Do you put a leg up? Do you lie down? (laughs) Let's get real here, ladies. Yeah. (laughs) I squat, well, or I do it on the toilet. So I'm already sitting kind of thing. So I have that access slash Gosh, aren't you direction. terrified of it? I'm so um, scared of doing it on the toilet in case really? it falls in. What yeah. if you drop it? If I drop it, I'll just have to buy a new one. Oh my God. <laughs> You'd probably flush it down. <laughs> Jones, don't no, do that. I wouldn't do that. No, no. Um, yeah. Yeah, I would mostly do a leg up. I would squat if like it just wasn't working for me that day and I needed to like really get in there and like figure yeah. it out properly. Fair. Yeah. Yeah, I think when you're learning, probably any position that opens up your pelvis the most helps. So if you're at home, it might be worthwhile trying to lie down. Obviously, that's not practical if you're in a public toilet. But (laughs) if you're just trying to work out like, yeah, how to insert it, lying down can really help you relax and you can obviously open up your pelvis a bit. Totally. And yeah deep breaths I find <laughs> help a lot yeah and don't I guess one really important tip I have for people don't insert the cup or tampon or whatever straight up yeah oh, again yeah. it's really helpful uh-huh. to have a look at what your internal organs look like look because like, yeah. you, you need to you need Tilt to direction it, back. it backwards yeah. yeah and it will be infinitely more comfortable for you <laughs> so yeah any any final comments guys anything we haven't talked about I'd just say if you're interested, just give it a go. Treat it like a pilot study of you and your body. Yeah. Um, And if you want to, have a go. If it doesn't work, find something else. Like you know your body the best. Yeah. A big plus for the menstrual cup for me that I didn't realise when I bought it was that um, it like – completely minimizes your bathroom waste which is obviously the point but I didn't realize that it would also mean I would empty the bin way less frequently and I would also have to I could stop like trying to hide dirty tampons and pads in my boyfriend's share house toilet bathroom you know it's always an awkward one isn't it and guys always have like those bins that don't have lids they never have the like I'm aware that people bleed bin like oh it's always got no lid so the menstrual cup is great for that Great for boy share houses. Yeah. <laughs> Alrighty. So in summary, I guess there are hundreds of products available when it comes to managing your period. In Australia, we're super lucky. We have so many different products that are available to us that we can choose from. Uh, and I guess it's just important to remember that worldwide, not everyone is so, you know, quite so lucky. And we need to think about more sustainable options. Uh, and... I guess particularly menstrual cup has kind of been our focus today and they've, they've been a, around for a long time, but they're a good sustainable alternative. And as we've learned, very comfortable, very user-friendly and a bit of fun. And I just wanted to shout out as well. So there's this charity that I absolutely love. It's called Share the Dignity. And they're basically a charity that provides dignity to women experiencing poverty, homelessness and domestic violence by providing them with donations of pads, tampons and other hygiene products. So even like body washes, shampoo, conditioner, all that kind of stuff. Every year they do a Christmas initiative called It's in the Bag where they take donations of handbags filled with all of these products. And it's, I just think it's such a practical way to support women who are disadvantaged at a time of year when, you know, it's 
you know, it's not easy for anyone. I mean, mm. there's financial stress for a lot of people at that time of year, but when you're homeless and you've got little ones, you're always going to be putting their needs first. Absolutely. So yeah. I think it's, yeah, it's something really good to think about. They're always looking for volunteers and financial donations as well. So please check them out. They're called Share the Dignity. If you have any questions or comments about anything we've discussed today on the show, please feel free to join our Facebook group. Thanks so much, guys. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Bye-bye. You to you, you to me, you to us is a podcast for general discussion only. Nothing we talk about should be taken as personal medical advice and it does not substitute information or instructions given to you by your own doctor. If the podcast raises any questions or concerns for you, please see your GP, sexual health or family planning clinic. For general discussion, you can find us on Instagram and Facebook. And please, stop trusting strangers on the internet with your health. This podcast is a production of Simo Interactive, home of the My Millennial Money podcast. Money.